sweet three or is this take three? Take three, baby. Take three. It is also sweet three. Get to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a scorcher. Yeah. The, the lengths that Tommy and I go to. Go to or go through. Anyway, welcome to episode number 11 of Chop Heads MMA Podcast. I got myself. I got my boy, the Reverend Tommy D. What's up, baby? Fucking hot in here, Yes, bro. yes. The temperature is up. The the Reverend's bean bag is is dripping like a uh, busted pipe. Yeah, I right got now. bat wings. You know what bat wings are? Yeah, yeah. Well, for those of you that don't know what bat wings are, I'm not going to say it, but just Google <laughs> Urban Dictionary. I'm bat winging it. Yep, because that's where I'm at right now. So yeah, the AC broke in our studio again. Tommy, why is your fucking phone talking back to me? Turn that off. I don't know. But anyway. Bro, you just said Urban Dictionary, and, and it popped shit up. popped right back up. Wow, okay. that's amazing. You you be on the Urban Dictionary a lot. But anyway, it's hot. It's hot outside, and on the worst possible day, no. or I guess it's been two days because you know we left on Friday. We're here on Sunday to record. So when I left here on Friday, it was, it was starting to climb, but I was yeah. like, I don't know. Why is, usually by the end of the day, it gets a little warmer because we have the equipment running, and there's a bunch of people in and out of the studio. So I just figure, okay, the AC, by the time I get back Monday, I don't think nothing. It's good. Not this time. On Sunday, we come back, and it's 92 degrees in the studio. So we had to move all of our stuff and do a makeshift soundproofing of this Studio 3. But yeah, man, so it's been hot. Hey, guys, this is Sturge from Chop Sports, and I want to talk to you about a new hobby of mine, and that's real estate. Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843-315-5913, and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell him Chop Sports sent you. It's time for that very special part of the show, the Reverend's Rundown. This week's Reverend's Rundown is brought to you by Fightbook MMA. Head on over to FightbookMMA.com for all of your combat sports and pro wrestling needs. Fightbook MMA can be found on Facebook at Fightbook MMA, Fightbook MMA at Instagram, and Fightbook MMA on Twitter. All right, so starting off tonight for the Rundown, Logan Paul. Is set off to fight against Floyd Mayweather in the weirdest rules possible match tonight, Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Tyron Woodley is slated to fight his brother Jake Paul in a boxing match. Tyron Woodley is going to be uh, training with Floyd Mayweather for that. I don't know why he's going to be training to uh, just take a dive like his teammate did. But anyway, Paulo Costa backs out of his fight against Jared Cannonier over a financial dispute with the UFC. Which is kind of funny, because the fight was never really signed. UFC fight night results. Santiago Panzanibio defeats Miguel Bezea after going through adversity in the first round, coming out with a unanimous uh, decision in a fight that definitely should have been fight of the night. I haven't checked to see if it was. Walt Harris drops his third loss in a row to Marcin Tybura and faces the chances of being cut, unfortunately. And rounding it off, the main event, Rosenstreich makes very fast work of Augusto Sakai, knocking him out in the first round and then has talks about a possible upcoming match with Curtis Razorblades. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this week's version of the Reverend Rundown. Back to you, Chris Gucci. Good job, bro. 
I, I know. I'm getting How do you my, feel about it? I know you people think it's your first time, but really this is our third take. So that's yeah. Tommy's third time doing that. Yeah. The, um, I'm trying to get that radio voice in. WCCC. W-N. No, I'm not going to do the pig vomit. A lot of the things that you're saying, I know that you hate talking about the Woodley and the and the Logan Paul. Well, you know what it weather. is? The Woodley fight for me is we already knew it was bullshit with Askren. So it's going to be bullshit again. I don't think he's going to he he has he has a little more pride. Ben, I still there's no guarantee that Ben took a dive, but Woodley at least has knocked out high-class strikers. He he's knocked out Robbie Lawler. He mm-hmm. he dropped Darren Till. He he mm-hmm. dropped Stephen Thompson. He's he's been at the top of this the If Tyron Woodley wins this fight, I will come out here on air and sing in the air in the night just for you. Well, I don't think I don't necessarily think Woodley's going to win the fight. I just think that it's not going to be a dive. I, oh, it's going to be a dive. I don't think So you think if Woodley fights he has no chance of losing. But if he If Woodley fights and it's a real fight, he's going to end up beating Jake Paul. I mean, Woodley hasn't thrown a punch in his last four UFC fights. He's just stood there. I, I just, I hate the Disney boy so much. I really do. I hate that he's getting all the shine that he's getting. He's not, he's an actor. But bro, you, you know, like he, <clears throat> he's an actor, but he is a fighter too. He's, I understand that he hasn't fought anybody yet, but you got to respect the progression right here. No? No. No? Because you just don't buy it as being a real thing. Want to know why I kind of think it's a little more real? Because it's on Showtime now. Triller's gone. I'm sure Triller might have something to do with something, but Showtime shows softcore porn at three o'clock in the morning. I don't think that they're above having a bullshit boxing. <laughs> yeah, match that's like fair. This. I mean, who runs Showtime? Is it Heyman? Who? Who runs Showtime? Showbox? Is it Al Heyman? I have no idea, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not a big boxing business guy, but I know that at least Showtime is legitimizing the event to a degree, right? It's not going to be this Triller thing where there's going to be a bunch of fucking. I mean, maybe there will be. I don't know. I, I got to see how it plays out. But nonetheless, come on. You got to be on Team Woodley here. I'm not doing this to myself again. Oh, because stop. we were Team Askren the last time, and it fucking are you, blew up are you in our team, face. Are you Team Mayweather tonight? I'm Team nothing. Like I said, I've been saying this all day. I would rather watch two amputees, one cup, than watch either of these two fights. I would rather watch... Women with no arms, no legs, pooping on each other, then watching these two fights to be interested. I mean, if you put them both on pay-per-view, they would probably do equal numbers. Like, that's how sick the society is. <laughs> yeah. You realize that, right? If you had a pay-per-view of two... I'm not even going to get back into it. I'll, I'll, that's getting so uncomfortable. Um, but you mentioned Costa. Paulo Costa. Fucking idiot. And is a Jewish. The Paulo Costa special juice. Yeah. Yeah. You ever see that video with him drinking like a, a, a thing of piss with like a rag soaked with steroids? No. <laughs> it, I mean, I don't know what's in the juice, but it's Paulo Costa's special secret juice. And uh. I can't believe that. Is it? I'm like, is he trolling himself? Because he's clearly a, I think he a is. juice head. Um, or he's trying to act like he's not. And like No, he's trolling that, himself. Yeah. But he's a joke. But... But um, I find it interesting that he backed out over fighter pay on the heels of Jake Paul's comments about Dana White. Yeah, but he didn't pay. back out of a fight because it was never signed. I understand that, but then why was it even news? You know, like if if he just didn't, it's like he didn't sign the contract. Why did why did it get broken as him backing out of the fight? Do you think that's a UFC narrative? I or think you, so. You think so? Yeah, I, or, well, or it's just an MMA media narrative. That's what that I'm thinking. That's what fight. I'm thinking more more of it. Um, but you know, for somebody like him, he has no reason to be talking about pay, considering that he squandered his opportunity at the championship belt because he has the alcohol tolerance of a 15 year old fucking schoolgirl. 
Yeah, well, I'm not even saying that he has the point. I'm saying that Jake Paul has a point, right? Well, I'm going to read his quote. I'm going to I'm going to read back a little bit because there's some context to what he's saying. Um, I'm going for Conor McGregor. I'm going for Floyd Mayweather. I'm going for all these guys. I want Usman, Nate Diaz, but I'm not looking past Tyron at all. There are a lot of names, but UFC guys are all owned by Dana White. So who is Dana going to let out of his contract to get knocked out? <laughs> all right. I think there's a movement moving forward that is going to show that UFC fighters should be getting paid more. It's unfair. The UFC fighters don't have fair pay. Out of all the sports, the percentage that the owners get versus the athlete, they're the lowest by far. And I, I, I added the by far. He didn't say that. Francis Ngannou versus John Jones. That fight should happen. Dana White should pay them $10 million each. He's taking their money. They're the ones making the content. They're the ones getting in the ring, risking their life. Weidman goes in, snaps his leg in half. What's that look like? He may never be able to fight again and provide food for his family. These fighters are risking their lives. You, can't quite literally, you can quite literally die in the ring, and they need to be compensated more. I'm a big proponent of that movement of being in control. Just like music labels, same thing. These artists are getting owned and locked up into these shitty contracts, and they don't know what to do, so fuck that shit. Fuck Dana White. Bro, when you hear it like that, take in a vacuum, you hear that quote, you agree with every word. He's only repeating the same thing that everybody said for a very long time. Yeah, but but this time he has the ability to challenge the status quo. He can challenge say, the status quo all he wants. Connor was making good money with the, with, the, with the UFC. I understand, but but when when GSP. Dana White Dana White lets his guys go out there when there's a very low risk, high reward. Where whereas if Connor loses to Floyd Mayweather, not a big deal. You know what I mean? It doesn't diminish the UFC's brand at all. Even if he shows up and does well, it's going to make a ton of money. In the case where you know, you have Jake Paul calling out UFC fighters. It's too big of a risk because if Jake Paul actually does knock one of these guys out in a boxing match, Dana White let one of his star fighters go out there and it just makes it, the sport look bad. And not to mention, they're able to make a ton more money than Dana's ever to, able to pay them. Dana wouldn't let them do it solely on the purpose of these fights are bullshit. Well, they're fake. Well, if Dana has something to do with it and he picks his guy and sends him over... Say, handpick a UFC guy that you want to make make a ton of money, Dana, and send him over and know and be behind the promotion and and have a hand in it the way you did with with the Mayweather thing. <clears throat> there's 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 now a that it's Showtime, why... they, there's precedent set with UFC dealing with Showtime in the past. So yeah, but th- there's a reason why MMA fighters aren't making what pro boxers are making. Um, you know, because we're just talking about these top marquee. I I understand. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 if this. Paul, like, okay, so how long can this Paul shtick go on before people get tired of it? Because they're going to eventually get tired of it. Bro, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how long it could go on. Honestly, he's playing that. He's playing his cards right. It'll go on until he gets knocked out. But, but And that's why I think these are all bullshit. But, but even then, if, if, if a guy gets knocked out and he's willing to keep training and keep fighting he'll get more fights man you know he's like not, he's not fighting boxers i understand that i i completely understand that but he's fighting woodley now like i you you don't respect that progression at all no why because Cause, but cuz it's fake but like stop saying that as stop <laughs> saying it's fake and and pretend for a second that it's real and you actually okay. believe that it's real him fighting woodley you don't you don't respect that progression no woodley's a former champ okay I don't want to hear that shit. The thing that bothers me about this, a thousand percent, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, they're actors. They're actors. If you look them up on Google, they're actors. They're, what was it say? Uh, actor, comedian, rap star, 
Disney actor. That that's what you see when you look YouTuber. up YouTuber. And YouTuber. That's what you see when you look up when uh fucking Jake Paul. So right there tells you it's bullshit. It's it's bullshit. This is the same thing as uh Tommy has said bullshit. It's yeah. bullshit. It's bullshit. This is the it's same bullshit. thing as when Jerry Lawler went up against uh what's his name from Taxi that everybody thought was real. Um they made a movie about oh, it. Oh, fucking Man on the Moon or something. Yeah. Yeah, they made a movie about this. That's exactly what it is. It's well, not I think real. It's real. I think it's real. I hope it's real. I hope Woodley knocks him out, but I don't think he will. I, think I, it'll be I a good want fight. him to, too, but he won't because it's not real. I agree that the Floyd fight's not real. It is real. Like They're going to fight each other, but come on. That's a joke. Here's how that fight's going to go, guys. I, I know that you already saw the fight or know what happened because by the time this comes out, the yeah. fight will be over. But it's basically going to be Floyd not getting touched and landing brutal body shots until... Uh, Logan Paul folds. I don't think it's going to be a KO where he's unconscious, but I just think he's not going to be able to keep up with the cardio and the and the body shots. Grab his dick and twist it! Oh my god, dude, this is an MMA fight, dude. You twist much. that dick! Twist his dick! Twist his dick! Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, dick twist! Okay, so let me give you a little context as to what's about to happen right now. Obviously, as we recorded this episode, the fight hadn't taken place between Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. So the following day, which would have been Monday, I was going to record a segment and add that to the podcast, which is why the podcast is not out until now, which is Tuesday. But as we were recording, Tommy D happened to walk into the studio. So what you're about to hear now is recorded on Monday after the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fight. So... You're going to get a little bit of a breakdown of what took place, and then we'll go back to the Sunday night recording. So it's going to be a little bit different, but here's the context as to what's going on. Uh, oh, uh, wow. Well, we're yeah, we're we graced, got, actually. We graced with as we are D's recording presence. and talking, put that mic on, actually. Tommy D from the MMA. Was this planned? No, this was planned. planned. It wasn't planned. And I, wow. I didn't release the podcast because I was going to do a segment with us. And now, look who it is. Fight, and Tommy D strolls in. This, yeah, is, this is revolutionary, this actually. Is actually. I, I'm on my way back from, from Woodbridge. And I'm like, you know, let me, let me go pop by the studio to see if they finally fixed Fix the, the air condition <laughs> and see what you guys are doing. And I come in here and I hear somebody say that last night wasn't an embarrassment. <laughs> here we go. No, last night was an embarrassment. I, was? I thought it was an embarrassment. As, as a whole? As, it wasn't an embarrassment. I'm all for people making money. The, the fact that there was no actual judge and no winner and people that's were the banned, garbage part. That's the garbage so part. So why are we seeing but I'm odds? Not knock- why, why were there odds Because for there the was fight? a potential for a knockout. The only way to oh, okay. or the ref to You know, there was a prop it. bet about touching gloves too, right? You yeah, hear about that touched, crap? by the way. Yeah, I saw Which it. was also like how you could have a prop bet between something that easy to fix it makes no sense to me. Like that's oh, like the length of the like, national Yo, you guys know the there's Super a prop bet. It's like, okay, I'm going to bet $25 billion <laughs> that they touch gloves. With that, they're not going to touch gloves, and we just won't. So, like, we, you know, like, so then I'll split it. How is that a thing? You're telling me they didn't call each other? Like, hey, man, just so you know, prop bet, we need so to make extra money. But, Tommy, why do you think it's trash? Yeah, because you went because hard you're just in the a paint hater. On everybody online last night. Because it's, it was just stupid. First of all, if anybody thinks that, if people think that Floyd wasn't carrying that whole thing, you don't know the sport. 
Floyd carried him throughout those eight rounds because he could have ended it well, any time. Well, well I, that's what I was saying earlier. It was like, you know, I, I feel like Floyd kind of just didn't yeah. really want to knock him out. He treated it as an exhibition. You can't really make the case that Connor did uh, he did that. Logan Paul did better than Connor against well, that's Floyd. What, that's what some people are trying to. Yeah, allude but to, and that's and that's my is, point, which is hysterical because when Floyd wanted to turn it on against Connor, he did it and then he ended it. Because you which know what? Is, there was an actual build to that. There was an actual beef. I felt like Floyd and Connor did not like each other, so you can oh, turn that on. Even, no, well, even that they they agreed to not like each other yeah. and make a lot of money, and they still kind of keep the but beef that was online going way but, better. But, than but those this two, fight. those two are fucking cheersing. After oh, that fight, proper oh, twelve, yeah, probably. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this wasn't real. Like you know, you, this was this WWE esque right I, here. Come on, man, you would know better than anybody. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I, I'm just trying. Hopefully, I popped in at this time. I'm, I mean, I, holy shit! What, yeah, and that, like, I swear to Christ, I swear on everything holy that this guy literally just popped in here and just like kind of peeked in. I was like, I oh, I Pete made it. I literally terrible. said Pete made yeah, it. I, I thought it was going to be Pete, and then I saw a fucking Ginzo walk in. <laughs> well, I actually got into it with a, a professional fighter last night. Uh, this guy Estevan Payan. He's been through like 17 organizations. Abysmal record. Is WSOF one of them? Probably. Had to be. (laughs) Um, His stance is if you think that the Paul brothers are not athletic or they're not real fighters, you're, you know, you're out of your mind. And my response to him was, so you're telling me all that it takes is for somebody to go up to a professional fighter, have a camera, get paid for it. At that point, they're a real fighter. I said, then I'm going to go to any gym that I could find. Pick a fight with a fighter. Somebody's going to hand me a dollar to get the shit kicked out of me, and now I'm a professional fighter. That's the way some of these guys are looking at it. And it's I would very, say very Logan pathetic. would be a little bit more professional, I quote, think, than, than Jake. Jake, Jake has literally fought nobody. I think you're just getting like too worked up about what people are calling it. Who gives a fuck? It was a thing for people to make money and dumb people to spend money. I didn't spend money. I still watched it thanks to my boy Scoop. We'll give him another shout-out. Yeah. But there's it's... It is what it is. It's not. It wasn't a pro bout. They came out and said it. They released the odd. They released the the rules like a couple of days before because they didn't want people to be able to shit on it all month. You know. <laughs> How many times did Moro Ronaldo say? And this does not count towards their professional yeah, records. Like he must. He must have said that three, four times throughout the fight. I felt bad for him having to sit there through that. Yeah. yeah he I felt also, bad for he him also making, got paid. He probably man. got paid as much as the fucking anybody but that. Floyd for that. Honestly, oh man! I don't anyway, know. in any event, we can't spend three hours talking no, about we can't. because just because Tommy walked in and has some hey, deep rooted hey, hatred. I'm glad I popped. I'm, by. I'm glad you I popped just in to too. Say hi to you guys. Hi, guy. And, you know, I missed the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, hey, you, listen, the air's on. We're back in business. Uh, <laughs> they paid the bills and all that good stuff, and they fixed everything. So, thanks for stopping by, dude. All I right, appreciate guys. it. All right. <laughs> so, my goodness. It is hot in here, and we are back, ladies and gentlemen, after a brief intermission to kind of cool off. So we do have a UFC event happening this weekend, UFC 263. It is finally here. Um, So, Chris, what is your go-to fight of the night here for this event? You obviously know I'm going with my boy Nate. Yeah, I know. It sucks because I'm not confident, bro. No. You know he's... I think I think he's like plus four hundred, something crazy like that. I'm gonna check the odds right now. But Leon Edwards is a huge favorite. Yeah, let me see. Leon Leon Edwards is minus five sixty. Nate is plus three eighty five. That's got me thinking that Nate's gonna get fucked up. I mean, it could be, man. He you know he didn't look good in there against Jorge Masvidal. Um, he hasn't really seemed that inspired since the Connor fight. 
Yeah, uh, outside of the Connor fight at welterweight, he hasn't really looked good at 170 in general throughout his career. I remember seeing him way back, and I hate talking shit about Nate because he's obviously, everybody knows, he's my favorite fighter mm-hmm. of all time. But, uh, you know, Leon Edwards has really crisp striking, and Nate is just like, he's down to get hit. And in this fight, he's definitely going to get fucking hit. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. I, I'm not really too confident for Nate. Um I've never been one to really root for the Diaz brothers. Uh, I mean, I rooted for Nate against Connor both times because I'm kind of glad that Nate derailed that that hype train early on. But, you know, you're looking at this fight, and like a guy like Leon Edwards who ran away from, you know, Jorge Masvidal after getting the three-piece in the soda backstage. I don't know that he ran away. It was a, That's not the time to be fighting. He never tried to get a fight signed. Bro, you do that to me backstage, whether or not I'm going to I don't care. We're fighting. In yeah, I understand. In that situation, there was no way that they were getting a fight, and there was 30 no, people there to break No, but it up. that fight would be signed right away. Like, yeah. Dana, I, you know damn well Dana wanted that fight because of the story there. Dana likes his fights to have a good backstory. The, the story here is, uh, you know, Leon Edwards, what is he, on an eight-fight win streak? He hasn't fought in a really long time, but... A lot of that's just been hard luck with the COVID mm-hmm. thing. And then... Blah Muhammad, where he finger-fucked his eye. Yeah, that too. But that Kamzat fight fell through like four different times because of COVID. And, but Leon Edwards, every time he shows up, I think the last time that he lost was to Usman, correct? Mm-hmm. We've, we've, said, we've said that on the podcast before. Leon Edwards, if he beats Nate Diaz, puts himself in line for a title shot, you got to assume, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, if, if Nate loses to Leon Edwards, what does that mean for Nate? Is he going to still fight for the UFC? You know, a lot of people think he's going to spawn off and go to boxing. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him go box just because. I want to see him legitimately box, not yeah. go box fucking one of the Paul brothers, which is where it's going to go to. Well, I don't know that he would fight one of those guys. To prove a point, yes, he would. But then it also makes you wonder, would he take a dive for some money? No. I don't think that Diaz brothers would. I Um, think that you know better than that. I don't think that they would, which is probably why that fight wouldn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there's a lot of things that are up in the air when you're thinking about Nate Does Nate Nate go back down to 55? I I can't see it. I don't see him really wanting to fight like a a Michael Chandler or a Dan. You know, the the names just aren't there anymore. Mm Mm-mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe the, it might be the last you see of Nate in the UFC, which is kind of sad. Obviously, for me, it's really sad when I actually think about that. Yeah, but, but the sport passed him by. Yeah, I wouldn't say it passed him by. It's just that when you – we say the same thing about Weidman. When you fought at the top and then and then you're not at the top anymore and you're still a big name and you have fans, like, do you really want to just go out there on your shield? Do you really want to get beat up in front of your fans? In front of You know, it's, it's, it's not like you're going out there to win or lose a game. You know, it's a fight. Yeah, I, you know <clears> – <throat> I just wonder where Nate's headspace is because I think he's definitely good enough to have beaten Masvidal. Um, everybody was so high on Masvidal because of you know him knocking out Ben Askren and the way he beat Nate. I think Nate, a few years ago, would have dusted Masvidal with his stand-up. And, you know, it's nothing against Masvidal at all. It's just Nate is just that much better of a mixed martial artist than Jorge Masvidal is. Yeah, Masvidal is... is, is- you know, uh, Colby calls him the journeyman, and he's there's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely some truth to that. He's fought over multiple organizations. At least Nate Diaz is he's been in the UFC. Yeah, he's been with career. the UFC, and that's it. The MMA fan of me wants Nate Diaz to win. I'm not a big Leon Rocky Edwards fan. Same, 
But I, I recognize how good he is. But my head tells me that Leon's probably going to end up. I'm winning. probably going to throw a little coin on Nate just for the fuck of it because he's plus 400. You know, throw 25 yeah. bucks, win a cool hundo. But that's basically just a $25 donation. Yeah. So for me, the, the fight that I'm paying attention to the most, of course, is the last style bender, Israel Adesanya, against my fellow Italian brethren, Marvin Vittori. Uh, did you see their interview with each other last night during the It was UFC? Cringe, cringe. It was very cringe. I hate right. when they do that. With the, you can't just put any two guys up there because <laughs> I thought even Adesanya was cringe, and it's, I'm used to seeing him handle himself well. Adesanya looked like he was in like a hostile hotel room, and Vittori looked like he was in a setup like we have here, except he had it, a couch with an like, Italian flag. It was like him. it was petty to me the way the way they were like going back at each other, like oh. I, I mean, Adesanya, you don't need any reassurance. You're the champ. That's ESPN, bro. And Fox used to do that shit, too. You remember the, the legendary one with Daniel Cormier and John Jones? They, they like that stuff, even though it's cringe to people like you and I. It's for those casual fans to get them. Look, I understand, you know, Vittori, he's not really a name. Like, you don't know him unless you are a diehard MMA fan. The casual might not know him. Casual might not even know him especially that he's fighting Israel Adesanya. He quietly got that spot, right? Can I be honest? Going what? into this show, I mean, you were there for it. I was like, I named all the fights. And I'm like, what other fight? Who, who else is fighting? Like, I, I completely forgot mm-hmm. that the Adesanya-Vittori fight was going on. I thought it was like the next pay-per-view for whatever because yeah, you had nothing really going on with this. Like, there was no promotion for them I, to, that, That's really. what I'm saying. There really wasn't. The UFC didn't do a great job. I haven't seen any Nate Diaz poster. I haven't seen anything. We got a good one. You know, the last yeah. one, I, I don't think it was a split decision. I think Adesanya clearly won the fight. One of the judges had his head stuffed up his ass. But but if you look at how Jan Blakowicz beat Adesanya, it almost looks like he watched a lot of the film on the first adesanya Vittori fight. And you got to wonder if, if, first of all, you really got to wonder if Adesanya's been working on his wrestling. I don't think it's... It's been enough time for him to really get good. I mean, he might be a plug-and-play kind of guy. Yeah, well, I would say that Blockowitz is probably a little bit more of a... Ground fighter yeah. than not, not that he's... He's just a bigger guy, and there's reasons why he was able to hold out of side yeah. down that I don't know that Vittori will be able to utilize the same thing. At the same time... He has taken Adesanya down in the past, and that's the recipe. So if he's going to win this fight, he's definitely not going to stand with him. Yeah, no, no, he's not going to stand with him. Look, folks, it might be a grinding out, boring fight. There's a very good chance that it might be. And not because, you know, Vittori has no stand-up. He clearly does. There's a championship belt that's on the line right now. And if he has the chance to definitively beat Adesanya, he's going to do it. He's not going to give a shit if the fans boo because he's holding him on the ground. He's not going to give a shit. Well, I don't think he has a pos- he has there's no chance he definitively beats Adesanya in a stand-up fight. So, the only way he yeah. wins is if he takes him down. It's not about it's like that's Well, it. because you know how you're going to have you're, those fans. He's not going to go into this fight and be like, "Well, I want to win the belt, but I also want to win some fans." No, yeah, fuck no, that. Fuck that. You go bring that belt, belt back to yeah. Italy, do what you got to do. Your fans are there waiting for you. That's mm-hmm. the way he's got to look at this. And and that's exactly what he's going to try to do. Um I, I don't know if you know, Adesanya might have been just doing nothing but wrestling. He doesn't need to do striking work consistently, right? Because he's just that good at striking. So he should have had nothing but a singlet on, learning how to defend a takedown, and getting right up. 
because it's a long night when you're on your back for five rounds. He knows that already. And the the legend in his own head is dead as far as like my takedown defense. You've you've been taken down now. You got to yep. understand that there's guys that are out there working on their game too. Vittori is a different fighter than the fighter that fought Adesanya. I think Adesanya is clearly a better fighter than he was that day. He's gone on to do great things. The only time he's lost has was been at, was yeah. the Vlachowicz at 205. So it's not like Adesanya has had any blemishes on his record at middleweight. He is the, the guy. But I don't know. There's just something about the way he's talking. I don't see the same confidence in him that I've seen. I see a little bit of a... I don't want to say doubt because I, like, I hate trying to get into people's heads and, and play that game. But just... Seeing the exchange, the guy that looks most confident out of those two is Vittori. He looks like he has less yeah. to lose, obviously, and he just looks super confident in the fact that he's going to be able to take him down and hold him there because that's the only thing he could be confident in. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, he does have really nothing to lose. you, you got to look at Izzy, right? So when he got the belt, what was the first thing out of his mouth? I could beat John Jones, right? Well, he would get killed. Yeah, but John Jones. The first thing out of his mouth was I could beat John Jones. So then it became this whole thing to going up to light heavyweight, going against Jan Blockowitz. So that didn't work out, right? Didn't work out at all. And it, look, it, he lost the fight. You know what I mean? But he he gained a lot of respect from people. But now, now he's got to defend his belt. And he's got some pressure on his back with this. A thousand percent. Vittori, what, what's his pressure? What's uh, his pressure? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean he's try- he's got to fight for the belt, but he's fighting an opponent that he's already faced. That what, I mean he didn't do the, atrocious what's the saying from Goonies: "The die another day." Or <laughs> Goonies never say die, never say die. That's Vittori's <laughs> fucking motto going into this fight. <laughs> yeah, so look, I, I don't expect it to be this big exciting fight from Vittori's end. I I think that the only way that this fight is exciting is if Adesanya comes in and styles on him. Like, oh yeah, his words. I styled on you last time. I styled on you. Yeah. It's like, well, we want to see you finish the fight. We don't really want to see you style on somebody. We understand that you could style on people. We understand that he's got to finish the way he finished against Bobby Knuckles. That that's what he has to do. Yeah, let's see your. I want to see the killer instinct. Well, because you got to go off the last their last two fights. So Vittori was fighting against uh, Kevin. What's his name? Uh, Gastelum. No. Oh, Holland. Kevin Holland. I'm sorry. I'm I'm reading the yeah. odds on the fight yeah. right now. Kevin Holland, and so, you know he kept him there for for all the rounds. And Adesanya's last fight against Blockowitz, he was on his back for all five rounds. Adesanya's minus two fifty, so he's a bigger favorite than I thought he would be. I thought it would be a little more even, considering that they there was a split decision in their last fight. And I mean, his last middleweight fight was when he knocked Bobby Knuckles out, and you know, okay, you know, good on him. Um, I mean, we already know who the, the next clear contender for the belt is, which, of course, is Bobby Knuckles, because everybody thought he was getting the shot over Vittori, which I, I told you all he wasn't getting it. Well, he did get it. He got offered the fight. He just didn't want it. He said he's not going to be ready in time to fight this this month because he just fought. So he was like, oh, I'm not fighting right now. He, who did he just fight? He just beat somebody very recently. Well, yeah, but he also told he also told Marvin Vittori that it wasn't his time, that he need, it was his, it was. Bobby Knuckle Bobby Knuckles said it's my time. You need to take a back seat. And then they signed the Vittori fight a couple weeks later. Yeah, you understand why, right? No. I do. They offered the fight to, to Whitaker and he said, I'm just not gonna be ready. It's just not enough time. You know, I got I just wanna go home. I think he wanted to spend time with his family, blah, blah, blah. But anyway. Anyway, enough about the middleweight division. You think the same way I think. Vittori has a chance if he takes him down. If he doesn't, he's gonna probably get 
uh, picked apart from the outside, possibly knocked out early. So that's how that fight goes. We have another fight, another title fight mm. on this card. And obviously, you know, the, the little guys don't really get the, the, the blood flowing the same way that the bigger after guys After that do. last fight? That's what I was going to say. But after the last time that these two fought, Woo! one of the most epic fights that I've ever seen in my entire life. But when you have a fight like that, a lot of times in the rematch, there's a letdown because there's a lot of respect. But it's Davison Figueredo against Brandon Moreno. Right, Brandon Moreno has been a favorite of mine since his Ultimate Fighter days. I just like the kid. He yeah, just, you know he's come a long way, and it was nice to see him get his moment and almost take the belt. I just think that he might have shot his load there. He he was overestimating. I mean, um, the Figueredo was potentially underestimating him. And well, it's also that Figueredo fought like two weeks before that. Is that how that fight really would have went had it been? Regular training camp, maybe, just, maybe not. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But when you know, when you just fought two weeks ago, I guess you peaked, and then you have to go cut the weight again. That's the hard part, especially for a fighter like Figueroa, who's had his his uh, weight trouble, weight mm-hmm. cutting troubles in the past. So yeah, you're you're probably right. He probably sucked a little bit of win there in that in that late championship rounds, but he didn't look really that bad in the fight. So he was doing his thing. It wasn't like he wasn't bringing it. He had good cardio. I mean, maybe he didn't have the cardio that Moreno had. And that was the difference late. But I thought Figueredo had won the fight. They gave it a draw. I, I saw the draw. <clears throat> I, I wasn't mad. I no. wasn't mad. But like just scoring it, I was like, oh, Figueredo. I don't think either one of them was mad, honestly. Even even Moreno. Like he you know, he went out there and put on a show. I mean, if you're not gonna leave with the belt, you need to put on a performance like he put on that night. Because even though he didn't win, he won. Uh this is Probably one of the best rematches that everybody's been looking forward to. I mean, I'm here for all of it. 1,000% here for all of it. And this is one of those fights where no matter who wins, I'm happy. I like both guys. They, they're both insane. I love it. So, yeah, this is one of those fights where, to me, I don't really care who wins because I like both guys. Um, it would be great for Moreno to win the belt because, you know, like you had alluded to before, he's from the Ultimate Fighter Series. He's an all-around nice guy, kind of nerdy. That's really cool. But, you know, Figueredo is just, he's a beast who still works a regular job. And, and you know. He hits really, really hard. Really fucking like hard. Like you mentioned before, he didn't really get to train for this fight specifically whether he was in shape or not how about chad johnson is fighting right now so that means that we pretty much wrap this one up because i want to watch this fight right yeah what the hell all right yeah well of course uh shout outs to uh fight book mma you guys need to come check us out for pride rules mma and sitting ringside both shows that are are produced by fight book mma uh, for you chop sports lovers here i don't know the entire rundown off the top of my heads but they do have uh the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's on Tuesdays with the Pretender to Contender. Monday through Friday, you can catch myself and Sturch, my boy Dave. Me and Sturch do a daily podcast now, Monday through Fridays, talking about the previous day sports, any bullshit that went down, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. It's fun. It's a much better platform for us because we're able to talk about what's fresh. And, you know, that's obviously anybody that's ever done a podcast or listened to the old one understands how important that is. So, Look for us on Monday through Fridays. You got, obviously, us, Chopheads MMA, coming out every Monday. Um, Till Mets do us part drops on Thursdays. It's a Mets podcast. The Mets stink, but Ibby and John Sapinaro do a great job. We have Chart Choppers, which is also dropping next Wednesday, episode one. 
And I've mentioned a lot of other things coming up for the NFL season, a Jets podcast, a Packer podcast hosted by myself. And we also have a I'm Your NFL Team podcast drop. And, Tommy, I let you hear a little bit of a snippet yeah. of the guy's other podcast. And he's he's got some talent, funny guy. I'm Your NFL Team. We'll give you a little more of an insight on what the concept means as we uh, as we lean closer towards the NFL season. But for myself, for Tommy, yeah, yeah, that's going to be it. Here comes the Wu-Tang I'm gonna style on you. I'm gonna style on you again. And then he's and then Chunk started saying something that I couldn't understand. <laughs> sloth, love, chunk. Oh, it's sloth, not chunk. I always did that my whole life. I called sloth chunk. <laughs> 